Well, welcome to Grounded Sounds. Welcome, Jen. So welcome, Abel. How are you? I'm awesome. So good to see you today. So great to see you. We have uh, some work being done in the background. Yeah. So for any listeners who hear this faint rumble. Yeah. Pardon the dull roar. The new the neighbors to Tower Theater, Scotty's Deli. Scotty's Deli. He came in and uh, talked to the to me at the spice shop. Oh, really? Yeah, and this is not to be confused with Chef Scotty Ryan. This is a different guy. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's tr- going to plan on doing uh, all sorts of deli food. I think started out thinking about a traditional Jew- Jewish deli, but he's decided to kind of take deli foods from all over the world and uh, do really neat deli stuff here, which I think is... Something that this town could really use. We don't have a lot of art really. Well, there's indie foods. Mm-hmm. It's a great deli up on Britain. But other than that, there's not a lot of deli stuff, especially down in this part of the I was going to say, I think it will do very well on 23rd. Oh, yes. I think so, too. It's 23rd. Well, I was at KOSU Radio last night. Oh, yeah? They just started a new series called City Sessions. Cool. And oh, I just talked to Mallory, who was at City Sessions. She not- was. 20 minutes ago. No way. Yeah. yeah. She came. We're doing a party for Mallory. Uh-huh. Okay. See over easy. You should check that out. Food podcast. Mm-hmm. Different podcast network. That's her own thing. Um, but yeah, she was at City Sessions. She was. I hung out with her. Oh, cool. And I adore Mallory. I think she is such a talented girl and she's cool. And Yeah. She's really um, doing her own thing. That's ambitious. Awesome. And she's sure. getting ready to make a big move to Nashville, which I'm. She's moving to Nashville? Mm-hmm, very excited for I her. She would go to Chicago. Nope, she's going to Nashville, and um, then of course John Calvin Abney was there, and he was wonderful as always. John Calvin's one of my favorite artists and favorite people in Oklahoma. Absolutely, but he Super is spreading his dude. wings as well. He had announced that he's been hired on as uh, John Moreland's full-time guitarist. Really? Yes. That is the cool. Is he still going to do his own solo thing, or is he going to take a break, or what? I think as much as he can. Um, he will be at Powerhouse doing Powerhouse sessions next Wednesday. So. Oh, are they doing another yeah. sessions? Yeah, cool. they are. So we're, we kind of touched on him coming on the podcast next Wednesday. So we'll see if we awesome. get a confirmation from him. If Super he's able to, about that. able to swing that with his schedule um, doing the powerhouse sessions. But it was wonderful. And KOSU and the Spy um, did a wonderful job um, there producing it. And, of course, all of our, our favorite uh, KOSU people are there. You have Clayton, the wine doctor. Sure serving up some booze and Josh Delosier who does a wonderful job and Mm -hmm. Ferris I saw him briefly as we crossed paths um and just everybody over there was wonderful Veronica from Territory was there David Renner from Fox 25 who we've had on the show um so it was just a really great evening of are they going to do this regularly or they are they have a schedule um all lined out and different artists ready to to go and cool. so yeah check out city sessions it was a really nice listing rooms uh setting you know Where very intimate uh, at the kosu radio station okay. so on uh, sheridan uh, film sure. row yeah fun so i'm a little tired we yeah. stayed up a little late doing that and did the you know packards hosted the after party cool. and yeah it was fun. lovely well thanks for rolling in jen yeah i mean <laughs> just got out of bed was, and came I into the in, podcast I was in bed by five forty-five p.m Nine thirty last night so i'm fresh as a daisy well you know like 11's <laughs> late for me i mean oh, it's yeah. not that oh, I get it. <laughs> 11 i mean i got home it. by 11 but it's yeah. not it's just not the same when you know oh, I, I got you. <laughs> with a little we, we tried to stay out till 11 the other night and did not make it <laughs> no <laughs> so it's all relative yeah. <laughs> when i look tired it's not like a 2 a.m 3 a.m tired yeah. it's an 11 p.m it's a, tired it's a mid-30s tired <laughs> it sure. is 
Jesus. <laughs> so anything new with you guys? Uh, brand new nephew today. As of 212, uh, Thatcher Valentine. That's so exciting. Was born up at Integris Edmond. So I've got a, this makes number 10. <laughs> I believe on nieces and nephews. My goodness, that's such a large family. Uh, that's awesome. Ten nieces and nephews, and then Alice. So there's a lot of a lot of babies there, running around these days. So we're really excited for them. Um, everybody's healthy and happy, and I guess everything went well. I haven't met him yet, but I'm gonna try to get up there after the podcast. Oh, wonderful. So well, and I'd like to also. Um, touch on there's a couple cd releases this weekend oh, we have linka who's been on the show i saw jarvix put something out on that yep she's gonna have her cd release in norman um and then judith who has also been on the show they're having their plant cd shop, release right? at the plant shop yes mm-hmm. yeah so there's a lot there's a lot more to go to this weekend those are just the two um cd releases that we've had you know the artists that we've hosted yeah but um yeah lots of good stuff coming Both up of those guys are so talented well i mean it's link and her band and then the three judith girls but mm-hmm. just a lot of talent really really good stuff really looking forward to both of those albums yeah be yep. fun. They, i, I am music too. week for sure very um strong empowering women i mm-hmm. very much like both of those bands so. absolutely mm-hmm. well, so should we introduce our guests we there's should. four other people sitting in the studio there well. are thank you guys for being here today. So, um, but let me ground it sounds. We have prided ourselves on being very eclectic uh-huh. in our mix of music that we bring on. Uh-huh. But this, I don't know if there's ever been an oud player no. on <laughs> any of the podcasts <laughs> in Oklahoma City before. I don't know. Callan might disagree. But uh, we've got Callan Clark. I'm not the only one. There are, there are other I'm sure that there in are others. Yeah. But um, we've got Callan Clark and his daughters, Faith and Hope, here. As well, we've got Meredith with Allied Arts, Hello. OKC, and if we want to start with Meredith, I think she might have to leave early, so yeah, we okay. will talk to you. Okay. Um, so Meredith, tell us about yourself, introduce yourself a little bit, and uh, tell us some about Allied Arts, Okay. Um, and then we'll talk about Artini after that. Yeah, I'm here to uh, give you guys a reason to stay up till 11, because there you we're go. hosting a big <laughs> event next Friday. So I work at Allied Arts, I'm their events manager. Um, if you're not familiar with what we do, we are a United Arts Fund. So if you're familiar with like the United Way, we're basically the United Way for the arts. We raise money throughout the year um, in a big campaign, and then we do community events to raise money that is then granted out to other arts organizations. So if uh, you're familiar with places like the Oklahoma City Museum of Art, the Philharmonic, Lyric Theater, Oklahoma City Ballet, those are the, the big ones on the list. There's about 26 that we fund annually and probably 40 that we fund with our other grant programs throughout the year. Um, we try to be their sustainable funding so that, you know, one bad season or anything like that that happens to them, they can still stay healthy, nonprofit organizations, and continue to do grow and do capital campaigns and things like that to enhance our arts community across the city. Um, so I'm here today to talk to you guys about Artini, which is one of the events we do annually to raise money and just reach new people. And plus, it's just a lot of fun. It is. Um, Abel has been a volunteer for I'm thinking mm, five years. Five to six years. Yeah, quite a while. Um, Artini has actually been around longer than I've worked at Allied Arts. It's in its 14th year this year. Wow. And I think when I started, we had about 200 people Did you work come to the party. And there we when Angie Tilly worked there? Mm-hmm. Okay, Angie and I went to college together. Oh, okay. And, that's, and I had just moved back from Denver, and Angie was 
close friend, and so she was like one of the first people I talked to when I got back. Okay. And she was like, come to lunch and with me. And so we went out to lunch, and she was like, are you going to go to Artini? And I was like, I have no clue what that is. is. (laughs) But um, sounds like fun, and I trust you, Angie. So uh, she kind of got me to the event first, and that was right when I got back. And then from there, I got involved with the planning committee through Catalyst, which we want to kind of touch on what the Catalyst Plug that is. Okay. Um, Catalyst is our young professionals organization. Um, It focuses on people under the age of 40. You donate uh, $300 a year. It's $25 a month, basically. Um, Benefits of the group, you get to network with other people, obviously, that like financially supporting the arts, other philanthropists. You learn about philanthropy, why it's important. You get to meet other big arts philanthropists in the city. Um, We have a higher level philanthropy group called Circle Club that'll include a lot of higher up uh, CEOs of corporations and people like that who have been major players within the city and trying to grow this town for the last several decades. So it's neat to get to learn kind of the history of how a lot of people coming together and making conglomerate efforts can actually make a big difference. So that's one of the neat networking things that I've gained out of being a member. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also a member. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, The other fun stuff that we do, uh, we do parties uh, throughout the year, happy hours and things like that. We like to go and visit all of the places that we grant money to. So we'll go visit them in different capacities, either to watch a show together or do some kind of behind the scenes action. At least once a year, we try to take a class together where we all try our hand at some kind of art, which some of yeah. us are good at and some of us are not. Carrie Shade did one um, here a couple weeks ago, Yes, right? she did. She did mm-hmm. a uh, art and healing lesson with yeah. us, which was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Carrie's um, awesome. Mm-hmm. So we've done glass making. We've done paint and palette kind of stuff. So it's a little bit of everything. If You don't need to be an artist to be a member, obviously. Yeah. like It's more about the process than the product. Mm-hmm. But... It's just well, a, it's, it's a group a of, of like-minded people. Yeah, a group of like-minded people who, you know, are willing to kind of put their money where their mouth is when sure. it comes to backing it's these nonprofits. It's not really a lot of a lot of money. It's $300 a year. Uh like I've been a member for 6 years and then when I got married, Carrie and I are now uh, you know, couples members. Couples members, which is $500. Yes. So, so yeah, it's $500 for a couple. And um, there's all kinds of parties. There's I've got a bunch of stuff they do up on the rooftops. Uh, they've had we've done some like behind the scenes type stuff at the museum, where people come in and you get to like see. Uh, did you guys have one for the Matisse thing? We did. We had yeah. a, a viewing together where we all went, and we also we were going to go up to the rooftop bar there, but it rained, so yeah. we just hung out at the museum yeah. cafe instead. Which oh darn. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's a wonderful place. They use a lot of really good space. Well, especially when you break it up, you know, you break it down to twenty five dollars a month. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a couple glasses of wine that sure. month. You know what I mean? That's totally feasible. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. people can't say it's, that that you know. Well, and I mean the the <laughs> other well, the uh, other big benefit that I should be plugging is that you also get tickets to Artini this fundraiser, which are $75 a piece. Mm -hmm. So if you're an individual member, you get one ticket. If you're a dual member, you get two. So right there, that's a, you're um, already knocked out 150 bucks. Half your your time. Yeah. So, So. right. Yeah. And our team, I've told people every year, uh, and you know, I was on the planning committee for it for a couple of years. I was on catalyst board and the planning committee for it for a couple of years. And then here the last couple of years, I've just told Meredith that I would like to only show up 
and stand on a scaffolding for a day. Hey, <laughs> I don't. I didn't, get, get help is hard to find. It is. I mean, <laughs> I'm completely willing and able <laughs> pun, to uh, stand on a 30 foot scaffolding the day before and the day of and hang stuff from the ceiling. Abel basically does the job no one else wants to do. Mm-hmm. So we just let him do it. Every I day. do. And then <laughs> starting last year, I didn't even come to any other meetings. I just showed up and. <laughs> I kind of had to tell Meredith before we started. I'm like, you might want to let everyone here know who I am and that I have actually done this before. Because I'm just That's walking into a room full of guy. strangers that showed up. <laughs> but, but no, it's a ton of fun. I've always uh, kind of uh, related our team. It's, it has kind of been my family reunion for mm. a long time. And it's one of those things, people that come into the shop. And Chef's Feast is another one. Mm-hmm. People that are into food and uh, cocktails and entertainment and the arts. Our team is one of those if, for the younger group. Yeah. That's a real gathering for them. It is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it is an all-ages party. It is an well, all-ages party. Well, not all-ages. It is a 21 and older yes. party. But <laughs> My mom if you can't have fun, year. If you can't have find a way to have fun at Artini, I mean. Yeah. there's. If you don't like crowds, I guess maybe. Those are the only people I ever get that are like, eh, it's yeah. not my thing. It's because they don't like other people. My mom and like, my okay, baby well, showed up. Don't go out in public. One sorry. year. And, <laughs> and they were like, it was, was really loud. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, there's a band. So, <laughs> a thousand people in a room. A thousand people in an empty wooden room. So, so that's where you guys have grown to. You said you started off with 200 people, and then how many people are you? We usually, ex- we let about a thousand tickets out the door, and we have about eight, between six and 800 come through. Kind of, it, a lot of it depends on the weather, it depends on what else is going on that night. We try to avoid Thunder games, but we live in a, a big league city now, so there's Correct. always there's. I think there's two other fundraisers that night. Like so what, what? What are we up against this year? There's another tasting event what? somewhere. <laughs> at the, I think it's at the Criterion or something. So we're not going to plug the other one. So we want to talk about Artini. Don't even know, <laughs> don't even know what no. it is. Doesn't matter because you're going to be down at the farmers market at Artini. That's right. Well, yeah, awesome. So tell cheaper. us about some of the other stuff that goes on at Artini. Okay, Artini is basically a uh, cocktail and small bites competition. That is the biggest half of it. We get, uh, try to aim for 12 restaurants, which we've hit our goal this year. So we've got 12 restaurants coming in. They're each going to make a vodka-based cocktail and some type of small bite. And each year the party has a theme. So normally that goes along with what the theme is. So this year's theme is the greatest Dartini on earth, which is a like vintage circus style theme. Um, Is this an homage to the Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey circus? Yes, because we didn't want to go the Cirque du Soleil route because Mm. Cirque du Soleil is actually here next weekend. Oh, there you go. (laughs) It's hard to compete with their marketing. I mean, they've got a slightly slightly bigger budget. Um, So, yeah, so we went with Circus, the old school type, vaudevillian circus. So we're going to have some fun entertainment that we're bringing in to go along with that. But back to the restaurants, they're the most important thing. So they'll do a cocktail, they'll do a small bite, they decorate their little area their table set up and their employees usually dress to the theme as well so that's always a fun thing to walk through and see what everybody how they interpret the theme last year's theme was um artini arcade Mm -hmm. so everybody did a different video game which for people in my generation was really fun it Mm -hmm. was really fun to see how everyone took that in different directions from ninja turtles to mortal kombat to pac-man pac-man all different kinds Mm -hmm. of stuff um and so, yeah, I'm, I'm eager to see what they come up with this year and what their drinks are going to be and that sure. kind of stuff. Um, one of our biggest underwriters that makes this party happen, which is uh, 
Prairie Wolf Vodka. Prairie Wolf Vodka. All of the drinks are made with Prairie Wolf Vodka. Has also donated some alcohol to this very podcast. So that's nice of them. We are big fans um, of Hunter and they're Blake. They're a great. Up here as well. uh, they're a great. We have some underage partner. people here. Just it's okay. They're they okay. they not sipping on Prairie Wolf <laughs> tonight. No. That's, that's okay. Um, and then the other half of the party um, is a art auction from artists that are all Oklahoma based. So. That is one of the biggest places. When I started at our teeny, almost 2008, was my first year to help planning the event, and I was charged with managing the art auction. It's too big of a party for one person to mm-hmm. do all of it, so we kind of break it up into little parts. Somehow so Meredith does it, though. I don't do it all. My coworkers <laughs> do a lot of work, and our volunteers, like you, do a lot of work. Oh, so um, the auction has grown now to include over 100 different artists, we basically mm-hmm. let as much art as we can fit into that room <laughs> into it now. So the jurying process has become pretty competitive. It takes us about three hours to go through all the submissions annually and mm-hmm. pick what the show's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that part is, it's fun and torture like at the same time because it's, uh, I hate to cut any local yeah. artist because they're, they're, they're donating part of their work. We do want to take care of them, so mm-hmm. we offer them a split commission. Um, so how, whatever the art sells for, they take 50%. We keep 50%. They set the minimum bid, so there's no way they're not getting what they want out of the art. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that makes the f- party fun, too, because every year there's, you know, a hundred pieces, pieces of art yeah, to walk through there's and look at. There's a plum glass shark sandwich. <laughs> that one is always a, a favorite, crowd favorite. Did he Barbie, do anything this year? Barbie's a crowd favorite. Rory did do something this year, but it's not to the theme, which is the first year he's what? ever done that. He did, like, a bowl. It's beautiful. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's beautiful, but it's huh. not... Did he do like a chicken or something last He year? did a chicken. It was called chicken stock, and it was a chicken in a stockade. That's funny. Which is really and funny. And it's blown glass. So. It's always blown, hand-blown glass, yeah. He does a really cool job of that. So, Well, you mentioned a band. Do you guys have bands this year? This year we did do bands. Last year we did DJ. This year we're going back to bands. We have our opening act for the first hour is called the Hot Jazz Group. Mm-hmm. They're going to try and – it's a clarinet-led jazz trio i think and they're going to kind of bring us like a gypsy jazz feel for that first hour and then the second half of the party will be harumph which is a band out of norman yeah um kind of a rock and rolly blues band from you know harumph right what i've seen on their website i have i do know of harumph and it reminded me of gypsy music we had um the dirty little betty's on a few weeks ago and they're uh, they're fabulous they're kind of gypsy they are they kind of remind me of there's Not some, quite Gogol Bordello Gypsy, but nope. still kind of Gypsy. <laughs> kind of jam band Gypsy mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit. I like it. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. They um, were great. This will be exciting. We have those two people playing. Two and then bands. To go along with the circus theme, we've hired Inspiral Entertainment, which is a... I, I don't know how to describe them. They just do all kinds of different perf- performance art stuff. So aerial Acrobatics. Aerial Acrobatics will have a silk dancer. She's also a contortionist and a chair balancer. Oh, wow. Oh. And then we have a guy that will be our ringmaster. He'll be stilt walking and juggling. Um, nice. We have... This sounds dangerous. <laughs> oh, we're, well, let's get to the fire breathing part. Oh, let's do that. <laughs> a couple years ago, you wouldn't let us have a snake. <laughs> no live animals. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Meredith's loosening in her. What, what, more, what more people are scared of is clowns, which I thought is really strange. Like, are there going to be clowns there? I'm like, actually, no, no I did not hire any clowns. There's going to be a fire juggler out front when you Fun. come into the party, and then he might come in and do a few little tricks at the end. Um, so, yeah, they'll be roaming around providing pop-up entertainment throughout the event. I mean, there's all the other stuff that goes along with the party. There's booze, obviously, open cash bar. 
dance photo floor. booth, dance floor. Lest we forget the dance floor. Um, <laughs> up in the VIP, we're going to have a special guest. It oh, yeah. is uh, a bearded lady. Ooh. <laughs> Which I'm excited for everyone to Does see. Does she look like Abel? <laughs> is it like this level beard? Or like um, Callan level beard? You'll just have to come <laughs> and find out. <laughs> I don't want to run it. True so. story. It's a little bit of a confession here. Um, there was a bearded lady in my family. Really? Mm-hmm. Did she get paid to do events? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, <laughs> As she should have. Strangely enough, I didn't know this. Um, but my grandmother passed away and we all went to the funeral and my godmother stayed at the house because grandpa's a doctor in town and we all went to the funeral. We get back and there is a lady in my grandma's house with, I swear to you, a beard, like not as long as mine now, but like legitimately a beard. Right. And I was like, mom, what <laughs> is happening? Like, I, who are these people and why are they at grandma's house? She's like, Abel, we know... How you feel about carnies? We've been waiting for the right moment. I, knew that I had some cousins that sold like funnel cakes, and I'm okay with selling funnel cakes. I mean, that's that's fine. But well, the bearded lady just shows up at grandma's funeral. I was like, and they didn't come to the funeral; they just came to her house. Just come to they while come to everyone eat. else was at the funeral, and we were like eating the buffet. What is happening? <laughs> so yeah. Those are my people. Maybe well, it's, I did maybe not it's hire my, your tribe. I did not maybe hire it's your my long lost relative that I don't even remember her name. I hired this other nice young lady. Oh, good. Wonderful. I would like to see a picture of you like beside each Me? other. With yeah. a bearded lady? You and her and see, see how much you resemble happen? each other. Oh, her. I don't know if I'll ever see her again. <laughs> sure, I have a picture Silly. somewhere. That's right. You can copy and paste. Like, sure, we'll just <laughs> Photoshop. Photoshop it. It won't be a big deal. <laughs> So that's all awesome. Yeah. This Again, good. let us know. Or I don't know if you said yet. Uh, how much does it cost? That's a big plug. Yeah. $75 a person to get through the door. Of course, you're going to eat and drink at all of the restaurants for free. Once you get in there, there is a cash bar. If you get tired of drinking martinis and you want a beer. Fair or warning. Pace yourself on those martinis. That's right. Because they are very <laughs> And I sugary. recommend an Uber. <laughs> very sh- or did Uber help out this year? They didn't. They have before. Okay. But. So the, the drinks are very sugary, so mm-hmm. maybe back off those a little bit. I mean, try them all mm-hmm. if you can, mm-hmm. um, but you definitely want to balance that out with some water, maybe something in water. Is Eat good. the food. Eat a lot of food. Eat the food along with your drink. Killer day after Artini's before because of those sugary cocktails. I don't have a drink at Artini, and well, I, I, know, still, I still feel drunk when I get done. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like the lack of sleep. Yeah. Makes me. Absolutely. So what's the date? It's uh, Friday, uh, April 7th. Next Friday. From 7 to 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. So next Friday. That's right. Next Friday, 7 to 11 p.m. at the Oklahoma City Farmers Market. How do you get tickets? Uh, You can visit uh, artiniokc.com or you can call my office at 278-8944. Cool, and you get, the tickets are still available, $75 in advance. Until we sell them out, yes, they'll be rolling probably. how much at the door, 80 We probably won't sell them at the door. The last several years we've sold out. Okay. Hmm. They, so we yeah, don't raise the price at the advance. door anymore normally because we almost always sell yeah, out. Like, makes sense. I mean, we're not going to be like, if you come in with a party of five and one person doesn't have a ticket, we'll mm-hmm. probably let them buy one. But yeah. just because we promise the restaurants, you know, we tell them to prep food for 800 so we have yeah. to cut it off at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, absolutely. Plus that room just gets so loud, gets as hot, you mentioned gets before. Loud, gets packed um, in there. And the dance floor will be hopping. But it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to be busting out your moves? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, baby, and everything. 
So with plenty of other stuff to look at if you don't want to dance. That's true. You can just wander around <laughs> drunkenly and look at art. And Sounds about right. Yeah. People and then performing you run into for like you everyone and... you've ever known and you're like, oh my God, you. Where have you been for the last year? I saw you last year at our team. <laughs> like you said, it's a little reunion. It's it a little family reunion. It's fun. And did you mention time? It's 7 to market. 11. 7 to 11. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. And then there's the People's Choice Award. So the restaurants um, are judged. I think you've been a judge before. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an alternate judge, but I did get to judge. Oh, okay. Well, I've never I been mean, like asked to judge. Maybe you should. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and pull a few strings for you next year. Whatever, an 18 sad. might be your year. <laughs> <laughs> I did get to judge once. Um, that's the way to get drunk fast. Yeah. Walk around and take 12 take shots in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the judges will judge them uh, based on – we let them judge before it gets crazy in there. So they come in about 6.30. They're going to judge them on best cocktail, best food, best decor. And then the fourth award is People's Choice. Mm-hmm. So that's really the most coveted one among the restaurants. They want everybody to vote for them and pick them as their favorite. And they have nice plaques and things. Yes, Picasso's and the Buleys, Rick and Tracy Buley from um, Art Fusion Studio design are awards every year. So in some restaurants, if you look up behind their bars, mm-hmm. they have their Artini Picasso's awards. Has a bunch hang of them up. Yeah, 1492 for sure. has theirs up, yep. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't know if they still had them down in Decor or not, but yeah, I've seen them at a few restaurants. Yeah, Museum Cafes, won a couple times. And so we've got some new restaurants this year that have never done it before, which I'm excited about. We've got the Pomp coming in. Cool. Um, awesome. VZDs. Oh, great. Nice. Joined Chef us. Uh, Yuzo Sushi down on Broadway is a new, their first timer. Cool. Mm-hmm. Trial by Fire here. So, we'll fun. So, who's not going to show up? Who's not going to show up? Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think, I think they're all going to be there. All right. Let's do it. We've actually had four or five restaurants call us this year, which really? is normally we're out hustling them. Yeah. And this year, they, we had several. Normally, I'm hanging up restaurant and signs like, and you're like, oh, wait, they're not going to come. No. I'm going to have to hang up all 12 that. signs this year. Sometimes right. I think we're going to have to hang them all up. Okay, yeah. we'll get them all up this year. Yeah. Thursday. Well, that's right. <clears throat> where can people find Allied Arts information? Allied Arts OKC um, mm-hmm. on any social media platform at Allied Arts OKC or our website, same thing, AlliedArtsOKC.com. You can learn more about what we do. And I do have to plug this because my boss will kill me if I don't. We are in this national competition called Brackets for Good, and it was 64. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? It was yeah, like laughing at me. Just, I'm sorry. Is it yeah. everywhere? Do you if, hate I've it? I've seen it everywhere. I love it. I think you guys are going to win. <laughs> what? I wish, it didn't have to, I wish it didn't have good. to happen just, the week before no my No vote of confidence yeah, right. uh, Brackets for Good is a, it's an NCAA-based uh-huh. you know, bracket championship style thing. 64 nonprofits now, nationwide. We're the only nonprofit selected from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. We thought it was such a long shot that we would ever make it through this far. And we are in the finals Friday night. This Friday night, March 31st, is the final. If we win, we get a $100,000 check. How do we push you guys over the top? Donate money. Every every dollar counts towards your goal. You have to beat the other team. And the other team is like... They're bringing it like it? they're way uh, shatterproof. I think is their name. I don't even know what shatterproof is. Lame. Does my, <laughs> I'm does not my, talking bad about another charity. I am. Does, uh, <laughs> does my catalyst membership dollars? If I like give you a check this week, does it go towards? It that? could. Yes, if you wanted it to. Have I, I don't think I paid this year. Well, there's 500 bucks. Call me tomorrow. There you do. There you go. <laughs> Put in a check. Uh, yes. Well, 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 congratulations. If you go to our homepage, there's a big banner on there. You can click that, and it'll show you how to donate through Brackets cool. for Good. That's exciting. Um, yeah, because that hundred thousand would be nice. Let's bump <laughs> the Oklahoma City Allied Arts up over the top on this hundred thousand dollars. All four or five of our listeners are going to pull their money together. 
We're going to get you guys Every dollar in. counts. Hey, last Friday, to get us into the final four, mm-hmm. we won by $20. You serious? Yeah, the other team dropped in $12,500 with one minute left. Aww. And you can you can do this thing, it's so silly, a, a buzzer beater where you mm-hmm. can double your donation and it Sweet. puts it in at, at the cutoff. Mm-hmm. So you never know how much they're going to have because mm-hmm. if any of their donations are matched, it doesn't show up until it's too late. You know what I mean? So they put in $12,500. It was matched. So they jumped up $25,000 at the end, and we beat them by $20. So someone's $20 really did make the difference in us getting there. I did that last week. I double a buzzer beat it. Nice. Thank you. (laughs) Meredith, it's so So, lovely to have you. It is. Always good to see you. Yeah, thank you so much. Meredith has a lot of good spice, too. Nice. You are a spice junkie. We like it. I love the appreciate show. That's that. the spice. I'm a home cook these days. Not a restaurant Fantastic. cook anymore. Fantastic. We appreciate that. Haven't seen you around much lately, though. Sorry. It's okay. I've been busy. <laughs> Planning this party. Setting up parties. <laughs> That's right. Well, cool. Well, uh, do you have to go? Are you going to hang out? I do need to bounce. I need to go let my dog out or she's going to be mad at me. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. That was my pleasure, Meredith. Come back anytime. Arteniokc.com. Arteniokc.com. Donate to the brackets for a cause. Good. Brackets for, brackets good. for good. Yep. Allied Arts OKC. Let's get these cats $100,000. Maybe we'll get Debbie on here to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Meredith. Thank you for stopping in. All right. Let's talk some tunes. All right. Do it. How would you... Callan, yes, how sir. would you explain? First of all, introduce your band, introduce yourself, and tell us about your band, the style of music that you play, and yourself, and go. And you're not just any band. Sorry, yeah. I have to interject. You have two lovely daughters here. Oh, thank you. you. That's part of your band. Yes, I think so too. Yeah, uh, so, uh, you know, I'm an independent recording artist in uh, OKC. I actually live in Edmond, and um, I put out my first CD in uh, 2003. So, but I specialize in uh, Middle Eastern music, and I do all kinds of things with that. Um, I play an instrument called the oud, and the oud is actually, it's the Arabic classical lute, but that doesn't really cover it to say that. It's played everywhere from Mauritania and North Africa all the way into northern India, Mm. and every country in between. I mean, we say Arabic, Arabic lute. Um, So the Israelis play it, the Armenians play it, the Turks play it, the Greeks play it, the uh, Iranian people play it. Um, North Africa, you know, the, uh, the, the Berber people, you know, down into Nubia. Hamza Din, he was big in the 60s. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He was kind of the, the equivalent for the Oud of, you know, like the sitar with Ravi Shankar, mm-hmm. you know, except uh, the Beatles didn't hook up with Hamza. So, you know, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't break his big. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so the oud is a, is a fantastic instrument. It's the direct progenitor of the European lute, all versions of the European lute. And in addition, it's the ancestor of the guitar and the viola, which is really weird. But um, so I fell in love with it. Uh, 1998, I was with my wife. I was doing church music. They had a trip to Israel. We were in the old city of Jerusalem. And I heard a Palestinian Muslim guy playing this for the first time. I was 30 years old. I'd never heard it before. Mm-hmm. And it just totally rocked my world, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I bought one right away and eventually learned to play it and eventually started playing out with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And at that time, uh, these girls here, one of them, neither of them were born when I when I went to the trip originally. Wait, in 98? 98, yeah. Okay. Faith was born in 99. Uh, I graduated high uh, school in 99. So. Yeah. And, uh, Cheers. Hope was, born in, <laughs> Hope was born in 2001. So, But now they're uh, 
now they're playing with me, which is just so amazing. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah. So cool. When I was in about ninety nine, when I was a senior in high school, I was playing with my mom in a little church folk group. Oh, very cool. Uh, we, we had played folk songs and actually recorded an album, but that was up in Enid, America. So playing mm-hmm. with your playing with your parents is pretty awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hooked up with Callan. Uh, we were in the shop. Uh, what was it called? Saturday, last Saturday, Sunday, sometime. Something last like week, that. sometime. And so happened, mom and I were both there. And I was in the office doing something, and I hear mom out in the shop talking to somebody about an instrument. And mom's, you know, elementary music teacher. She wanted to be here tonight, but, um, you know, I had nephew was born mm-hmm. two o'clock, so she's up at the hospital. Um, and she was like, well, whip that thing out and play it. <laughs> play it something. And I'm like, mom, are you harassing customers? And John was cool enough to bust out his dude and play us some stuff. And yeah. we decided to have him on the podcast, and we're so glad that you could make it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's timely for us because we're uh, yeah. We're tell headed us a little out. bit about what's going on. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Faith and I, uh, for the past month and a half, so it all happened very suddenly, mm-hmm. but beginning in sort of mid to late January, we started fundraising for um, this trip to uh, Jordan. Uh, uh, we're gonna we're leaving for Jordan on Saturday, and oh, we're gonna wow. be there for mm-hmm. almost two weeks, and then we're gonna spend a day in Jerusalem, and then we'll be heading back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to Israel last year and to Palestine. And, um, but this will be my first trip to Jordan, mm. which is cool because I have all kinds of friends from Jordan, cool. you know, mm. but, um, <clears throat> there's a, uh, so, uh, when Syrian war, when the Syrian civil war started, um, and these people, you know, the doctors and lawyers and grocery people and people that, you know, work in offices and stuff lost their homes because of this, this escalation of violence that happened there. They just started pouring across the Syrian desert into northern Jordan. Mm-hmm. And um, the Jordanian government has been extraordinary, um, and Lebanon too, in uh, dealing with this situation. Uh, Syria is part of a larger picture of the, uh, the global refugee crisis that's happening mm-hmm. right now in this decade. Um, but Syria is a big part of it, and it's a it's a kind of a desperate part of it. This is the greatest humanitarian crisis of the 21st century. To put that in perspective, this is the equivalent for the 21st century of uh, the Jewish Holocaust in World War II. Oh, yeah. It's not millions of people dying. Mm-hmm. Um, it is hundreds of thousands of people dying in Syria, but it's millions of people, millions of people displaced, lost their home, lost their possessions, everything, mm-hmm. and their... Um, they're trying to uh, find a way to survive. Yeah. So in the town of Mafraq, Mafraq means uh, crossroads in Arabic, there was a small church uh, pastor there named uh, uh, Nur Simone. And uh, Pastor Nur, uh, when, the, when the refugees came across the border, he just began to organize the relief effort there. And it's kind of snowballed uh, as more and more refugees came. There was... he. he made a call for more and more help. More and more help came. It's become an international effort that's centered on Mafraq. He takes volunteers from all over the world. And uh, there's quite a network uh, within the Christian missions community. He's, he's drawing people from there. But there's also Muslim people uh, helping out too. Um, you know, non-denom, non-faith, just people, you know, that want to come and help. And uh, so that's kind of what we're involved with. And we're uh, going with a group called The Nations out of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Rich Rosendahl. And uh, so most of the people that are going with us, they're just going to go to help. And I don't know exactly what we're going to be doing. I think there was talk about taking food. I sort of imagine maybe we're going to 
build some houses or help with something. But in addition to that, Faith and I, of course, you know, we do music and uh, we do that music. Yeah. That we do Syrian music. So, uh, you know, we're hoping that um, we'll be able to uh, ease the burden of being a refugee a little bit while we're there. Cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The music is so healing and kind of the universal language. So that's amazing. You can offer that gift on your trip. And well, I, I think about uh, you know I kind of put myself in that position. I try to imagine what it's like to be Syrian right now, mm-hmm. and there's very much I think a, a feeling in the expat community. I, I know a Syrian doctor here in town. He, you know, I see his pace, he, I see his posts on Facebook and he's kind of like, his attitude is kind of like, man, doesn't anybody care? Anybody yeah. care about us? You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, we're, Syria is like the France of the Middle East, if you can understand that. I mean, immensely rich culture, immensely diverse, deep, going back, millenn- not centuries, millennia, yeah. thousands of years, literally thousands of years. And uh, because of, uh, the political polarization and religious polarization that's going on right now in the world, all over the world, uh, people are not engaging. They're not, they're not letting this in mm-hmm. like they could. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of frustration, dismay, despair, sense of futility mm-hmm. in the Syrian community. So, you know, I want to go, go there and I want to meet these people. I want to be able to come back and talk about them on a first-hand basis. But I also want to say to these people, you're not forgotten, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, and I, in a way, I hate to say that because, um, because I'm the exception, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but I, I do want to give them hope. You know, when you've, when you've lost everything, uh, the most precious commodity is hope, mm-hmm. really. Uh, and so that's... And yet you're not taking her with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's sitting yep. right here, isn't she? <laughs> yep. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so... F- Faith, what did, do you want to kind of weigh in on what you expect from the trip and why you're going? And yeah, sure. Um, That's a great so. question. I haven't even asked. Her. <laughs> no, you um, haven't. I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I have no idea what she's going to say. Yeah. Well, um, <coughs> I'm I'm really excited about it. We were going to plan on going like last summer, and it kind of ended up not really falling through. So I was kind of like throughout the whole time in preparation for it. I wasn't exactly sure how to feel about it. Of course, I would have been excited if I would be able to go, but I didn't want to like keep my hopes up just in case if something went wrong you know Mm -hmm. but nothing's got wrong so I'm actually going and I'm really excited and um I don't know it's just it just feels like kind of it kind of feels like like it's not actually happening even though it's happening have Mm -hmm. you traveled in the Middle East before no I've never traveled out of the country at all or really that far away from the state so I've been on a plane We've been on a You've plane. Never been on an airplane? No, You're I've never been Jordan? on an airplane. No, <laughs> yeah. she's going over the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go really big long or go yeah. Where are you flying into? Huh? Where are you flying into? We'll be. Uh, well, it'll be. I don't know what the connection is in U.S., but it'll be Frankfurt and then Amman. Okay, capital. Um, and Jordan's predominantly Muslim. Is it a Muslim? It is predominantly Muslim. It has a significant uh, indigenous Christian minority. Yeah. yeah. And the relations there between. Uh, I, I need to say this. I feel like I shouldn't have to, but I need to. Um, the relations there between the Christian community and the Muslim community are um, ideal. Yeah. There's there's not any issues mm-hmm. at and all. And that's so. uh, like, and just Faith, from a guy who uh, I traveled my first predominantly, well, it's not an officially Muslim country, but I went to Istanbul mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and um, it is amazing, uh, the culture shock. I mean, and, and, you know, me and my wife and everybody always talk about how warm and welcoming and nice all the Muslim people that I knew here were mm-hmm. who went to Istanbul and just you know didn't really know what to expect mm-hmm. and it's amazing it's 
phenomenal the um, the way that they treat people that you, know, you wouldn't think that mm-hmm. just by growing up and living in the states. But everyone over there was so kind and would like went out of their way to take care of you and mm-hmm. um, offer you their homes and the, you know whatever they had. And um, I because when we flew in, it was middle of the night and we're driving through and and I just. I was like, this place looks kind of sketchy. I don't know. <laughs> and then by the second day, I was like, I am the biggest American asshole. This is like the nice part of town. Like, you know, it's the, the thing is, is that she would think that. Yeah. Because yeah, we have played kind of, so many houses. We yeah. have played yeah. weddings. We've played that's events. Awesome. That's so cool. And that's all, that's all she's ever experienced. I have to yeah. explain. I have to explain to both of them. Um, not all Muslim people. I mean, there are, there are this, the story that you hear about terrorists, they do exist, you know. Um, and I want you to know that because uh, that's an important part of the picture. But, um, but you know, the violent people that we're seeing, that's not a function of uh, the religion. That's a function no. of the geopolitical and the economic mm-hmm. pressures that, mm-hmm. are, um, that are pressing down on mm-hmm. that part of the world right now, you know, because that region, you know, I, I sort of subscribe to this theory that says that... Um, Geography is destiny, you know. Mm-hmm. In that region, you can walk into it. Straddles three continents, and you can walk into it from uh, anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they don't have the luxury of um, stable, easily defended borders the way that we do. I mean, we've got two oceans. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. a big difference. So yeah, no, it'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go hang out around a mosque and listen to the call to prayer <laughs> two, three times a day. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You'd be walking around town all of a sudden. Like oh what is that cool. <laughs> oh and then everybody would be like ducking into mosques here and there yeah mm-hmm. just yeah. a lot of fun so so such a cool thing to see in person and mm-hmm. um, I mean it's I'm interested to hear from you guys what you actually end up doing mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, you know I you re- have to have us on when we get back yeah I know I we yeah. love that's a big to part of our plan sure. story yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah when you come back we have to do a follow up great episode. great yeah yeah and hope you're not on this trip but. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do, Hope? Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna, you know, lie around. She's gonna chill and snack, <laughs> eat some nice food, you know, take a nap every now and then. There you go. All the time, actually, probably. Oh, She's yeah. gonna be practicing for color guard for Santa oh, Fe, yeah. right? Oh, Up in Santa Fe. Yeah. yeah. Santa Fe. Yeah. Cool. And how old are you, girls? And how far apart are you? Uh, we're two years, two years apart. Now. I'm 15, okay. and I'm 17. Okay, cool. and you and you get to play as sisters. You get to play music together. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys play? Uh, I play more than two, but um, I play a couple of instruments. They're not all here today. Um, I play violin. Um, I play uh, Arabic tabla. Mm-hmm. I play a little bit of Celtic harp. I play a uh, kind of an, a rocky spike fiddle. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of a, it's called the Joza. It uh, translates as a coconut because it's kind of also made of a okay. coconut. Mm-hmm. And I play a tiny bit of piano. Cool. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Well, you hope. Um, I play this fabulous instrument called the santor, okay. and it's Persian. The one that we have is Persian, but it's played in other places as well. And um, I play the flute. I play in the band as well. That's why how I can be yeah, on color guard. <laughs> um, and I play Arabic tabla as well. And I play mm. piano. 
What do you guys like best about being in a band with your dad and with each other as sisters? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, well, Nothing is what they're going to say. Well, <laughs> it's a chore. It's it's not a chore. It's It can be a little bit annoying sometimes. Sometimes, just because, yeah, you know, we live with him. That. So it's a little bit different than, I mean, I've been a band he can, with my he mom can too, immediately right? come you're just, to us. You're just, just lying ask. in bed. And, just and you're reading a we book practice. and it's getting really exciting because the main character is off on an adventure. <laughs> oh, and he just walks in and goes, hey, girls, let's practice. <laughs> Not all the time, but I mean, most of the it time. Happens. Yeah. It, it happens. It happens sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, usually we actually do need to practice. Well, so yeah. it's justified. <laughs> yes. You always need to practice, right, Jen? Right? Yeah. Yes, But absolutely. I mean, you know, it also kind of uh, helps us to kind of be more connected and stuff. I mean, it kind of... We're a little, I think we're a little bit maybe more connected than... I'd say like, you're a I lot mean, more worldly yeah. than yeah, those 15, 17-year-old yeah. girls that I've yep. hung yeah. out with lately. <laughs> you know, getting hung out with going. a lot lately. Well, they come through the spy shop. You'd be <laughs> I know, Abel. You'd be surprised. But get people in the spy shop, that's a good way to introduce them to the world, Absolutely. really. Yeah. But you can travel the world. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These new yeah. cultures, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Well, I, I play in a band with my sister, so I think it's pretty special. And my dad taught us guitar. And so it, it's just, it is. It's a, a unique bond that you can have with your family. And mm-hmm. It's, uh, I have to, you know, I have to be careful. And you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about him now. And, you know, people are going to think I'm biased. And I don't care. But, uh, they have amazing talent, unbelievable talent, you know. And um, they've picked up these instruments and they've, they haven't just picked them up. They've embraced them, you know, and they do this music and they see the value of it. And I see that talent in them. And I think, you know, I can, re- you know, I could work and I could, you know, we could get to here. But I have to be careful, you know. I have to, uh, I have to make sure that they want it. That it's something that they want to do. It's authentic coming from them. Mm-hmm. And um, so far, they're still talking to me. Yeah. They still smile at me. So. And they're here. I mean, they're here. They're here. How cool is that? Yeah. I've never been on one of these things before. I was 35 before I was on a podcast. I I had to start my own. That's right. We feel like a celebrity. That's right. That's right. You guys are. You are. You're our celebrities tonight. So happy to have you guys. Tens of people will hear this. Tell all my friends about this. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we can get some followers. I know. That's right. (laughs) Grounded sounds. Yeah. iTunes. Tapping into a new demographic, a new age group. That's right. (laughs) Absolutely. Some of our episodes aren't very age appropriate. Probably not. That's true. E though. Sometimes we, I don't think we've earned our E yet today, but that's okay because there's youngins. <laughs> Although, I mean, we hear plenty of plenty of stuff E's. from school, honestly. I was going to say, they probably hear yeah. more from Public school. school. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys are at Santa Fe? Yeah. Yeah, Santa Fe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Edmond. I went to the Memorial. So. Oh, very good. Yep. I taught English over there. Forget and then Peter Marcus is that where he was in the band? He's at North. 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 Okay. Oh, We've worked North. with Peter Marcus though. Yeah, we know. Peter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote a concerto for the Oud in uh, 2007. I haven't I haven't mentioned this, but I'm also a symphonic composer. Mm-hmm. I've worked with a guy named Kyle Dillingham, yeah, and you know Kyle. You know Kyle. Yeah, yes, everybody knows Kyle. Everybody knows Kyle. Yeah. But you know, we we premiered Kyle and I premiered about ten works together. For mm-hmm. orchestra, and they were played around the state. But you um, probably know some of them because of Kyle. Maybe. Uh, so, so, but I wrote in that time. I wrote a concerto for the oud, and that was premiered with the Academy Symphonia over at OCU with uh, Karen Kanegov. But um, uh, 
Peter Marcus at Edmund North had had us up there, and uh, we played some of it there. So oh, that was nice. a lot of fun. And I grew up mm-hmm. like Peter's two years older than I am, and mm-hmm. uh, we went to the same church from like Catholic Church in Bison, in, in Bison Oklahoma. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, so yeah, I've, been, I've known that guy since I was born. Yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely. a great guy. Yeah. Well, we are itching to hear your music. Yeah, I'm very okay. excited. Sure. Um, do you guys have anything coming up after you get back from your when travels? Are you getting back? Yeah. We get back on the 14th. Okay. Uh, I've actually just released a new album called uh, Verse 2. I, I made an album in 2003 called Verse. Mm-hmm. And this is um, this is a soundtrack to scripture. It's basically it's music inspired by the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, but it's uh, using Middle Eastern instruments, mm-hmm. and uh, which is from the same part of the planet. You a lot know. of the Bible came from the Middle East. That's right. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. And uh, so depending on who me. you ask, I mean, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> We're really excited about this because uh, there's so much commonality. There's so much connection with the cultures that are over there. There's so there's so many positive things that could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if we can if we can connect uh, with each other and find this common ground. Um, so uh, I made this new CD called Verse Two, and it's it's out digitally now. But it will be um, we'll we'll be printing some up. I haven't had time to do it, but we'll be printing some up for release when we get back. When's the release date? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, depend on the print. Well, hit us up when you get back, and we'll have you on, and we'll talk we stories. Fantastic. Yeah. But one of the one of the tracks, one of the tunes that I'm going to play today will be a, an oud solo mm. called "A Beautiful Kingdom," and uh, that's uh, that's on there. Coming so. up on the album. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, you're such an inspiration. We look forward to hearing about your journey. And, Great. And how can people find you guys? Do you have a website or Facebook or any social media? This is callicollect.com. It's a bit of disarray right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a Oud Studio of Callan Clark uh, on Facebook. Uh, I'm you on just Facebook. Spell that. Yeah. Yeah. Oud, O U D. Okay. And uh, also there's the, there's the um, verse series. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be, actually, I've got verse three is coming out. Within a, a couple of months, this reminds um, me of Meatloaf and the Bat Out of Hell series. He had yeah, Bat, Bat One, Bat Two, and yeah. Bat Three. Yeah. <laughs> well, verse. You think of verse. You know, verse twenty-six. Right. I mean, we could go on forever with this. Sure. So. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> verses in the Bible. That's right. <laughs> Thirty-six thousand. And Callen, C A L L E N. Yeah, that's right. Callen Clark. Okay. Right. Awesome. With an E at the end. Yeah. With an E and C L A R K E. Yeah. Okay. Irish spelling. Okay. okay. Yeah. Good, good. Good. So diverse on this podcast. Oh, yeah. I know. This is, yeah, this has been a great episode. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Great. And hear you guys. And so, um, how many songs are you playing for us tonight? Well, we have three. Uh, we can play as many or as few as you want. I mean, we could play. Twenty, well, if you wanted, but three is probably good. Yeah, yeah. we usually do a couple, so yeah, three is okay. perfect. Um, well, wonderful. We look forward to having you guys up next, and you can find Grounded Sounds at Grounded Sounds on Facebook. Actually, at Grounded Sounds on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, Grounded Sounds, Sounds okay, okay at on Facebook, Facebook on Facebook. Yes, mm-hmm. so um, plug into us, and um, up next we have Callan Clark and Hope and Faith along with him. Yeah, thanks guys for coming out today. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hi, my name is Callan Clark. This is the Callan Clark Trio. We're going to play Raksat Jamal, uh, The Dance of Beauty by the famous Syrian composer Farid Al-Atrash. (laughs) 
And this next one is uh, this next one is by uh, Egyptian composer, old Egyptian composer, Sayyid Darwish, and this is called Delight Ya Mahla Nurha. This last one uh, will be a solo. Uh, this is from verse two. This is called uh, Beautiful Kingdom.
to mention we play every week at Couscous Cafe oh, couscous. and we're also at Jerusalem we're at Couscous on Friday nights and we'll be there this Friday and yeah if you come you'll hear our whole repertoire we do all kinds of stuff 30 to about about usually 10. usually it's to about whenever really mm -hmm. depends on how many of our Arab friends show up and how long yeah. they want to <laughs> yeah sometimes when they show up we play like until like the last time we left at like 12. We have a yeah. ton of material. The first time going. we went there, we oh, stayed man. till about yeah. 2. Yeah. We have instruments, and we couldn't break out all of our instruments. They oh, yeah. I mean, I'm so glad to know I about you guys. Yeah. Just, yeah, mm -hmm. so many yeah. people I want to plug you to. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. That would well, be great. Feel free to plug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't plug the next two weeks. I won't. Yeah. 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 Good. Thank you. 
And then we're at we're at, I don't know if you guys are in the Edmond area, but um, we're at Jerusalem on Sundays okay, from noon until two thirty or so. Where is that? But the couscous is more fun. Yeah. Couscous is more fun because Jerusalem Jerusalem is at uh, Broadway and Fifteenth basically. Okay, yeah, yeah. Really it's the best. Business. I'm telling yeah. you, it's the best Mediterranean food in the state. It's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. But like, but yeah. as far as coming to hear us, it's totally packed all the time. Okay. So sometimes it's hard to. Jerusalem restaurant. In Edmund. Yeah. Good to know. My daughter goes to school in Edmund. Our family lives in Edmund. So oh, great. Yeah. So you know where Ace Hardware is? Yeah. Right next door. Yeah, absolutely. Good to know. Because in 